So if you're tuning in, I want to say welcome. And uh, today I I'm doing a special, and I have like a couple of things I'm gonna get off my mind. Uh, the first one is you are a product of many genes, as in DNA. And uh, if you look at your family line, I. Uh, you, you would think that physique you have now has always been in your family, but you'd be you'd be wrong. Like, uh, take for instance, you're a, you're a girl with big ass. You think every, all the women in your family have always had big ass, but it may not be so. Somebody may have introduced that ass into your family like three years or three generations, sorry, two generations back, and they've been passing down that ass. <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, chill so uh you meet someone of the opposite sex right and you guys come together and you make babies but those babies don't take just your gene they take genes from you and they take some from your wife so you can have girls that look like the father not girls that look like the mom but girls that look like the father so the father's genes are dominant in the girl but then they're not going to take like the father's physique they're going to take the father's sister's physique do you get and uh, also uh, say you're a guy uh, your daughter you understand you have your your son rather is looking like your wife like is uh, I look like my mom like if you see a photo of my mom you think I was the one who dressed up as her and um, you're gonna like take physics from the guys on your mom's side like the guys on my mom's side they are tall they are really really tall so i'm tall also and uh, that's just like gene transfer so uh you know you see all these cute babies now you too you want to have cute babies right they marry well now like uh, like when you're marrying somebody uh, if you are a guy check your babes uh, uh brothers like what they look like you know because the children may take something from you and take some from the mother's side mm-hmm. and they may take like some things from the mother's genes that were passed from the father's side do you get what i mean yeah so you may have like well, you have boys and girls, but like out of two or three boys, one of them may not look like you. It looks like your wife. That one now is now carrying like the characteristics of the men on your wife's side. God forbid you have big dick in your family. You're not gonna marry wrong and lose that dick. Why? You know when you watch action movies, eh? And then the actor is coming in and there are like 10 bad guys in his front and he's just like hacking his hands, heads, shooting everybody, John Wicking all of them. And <laughs> while he's John Wicking the shit out of them, we are like cheering him and like, oh boy, almost he has you off that guy. I have no sympathy for the bad guy. He's a man, he's a person, he has a family, he has kids too. And you're just there laughing when the actor is 
flipping three times in the air and they are beheading this bad guy. You're laughing. You are healing him. You are cutting people. They are slicing people. Widows are being made in like 10 per minute and you are like they are healing. Especially like all those action movies where they are like mercenaries. And who are mercenaries? Mercenaries are soldiers who like you hire them to get something done for you. And definitely, you are with your boss. You are doing your job. You are working to take care of your family and your kids. You understand? You are a bodyguard and you are like keeping your boss safe. And somebody just comes, he has beef against your boss. Normal thing is to stop this intruder now, but you are going to get killed. This is a hardworking man, doesn't know what the boss is doing. Probably security in the boss's place, and the actor just goes in and they say there's an intruder coming in and you're killing people. And the security man is trying to protect the building where he works, and you kill him. And we are there healing our home. You fucking murderer. It's almost like we human beings, we have this innate need to see other human beings being butchered. Oh, hold up. You know, sometimes I ask myself, like, how were the Romans doing it? Like, you go to a coliseum and then you see them hacking people, cutting, beheading and everything. And you're there in the crowd and you're cheering. And you're going to go to them and like, man, that slave would die today. Like, damn, wow, what about that gladiator? That guy, oh, the guy good, he has survived his last 10 matches. Oh. And you are going to this match knowing that it's possible this guy may die after the match. Like, how was that normal for people? And then, it's kind of like what we do. Like, that's what cinema is for us. Like, it's a way for us to consume carnage. Like, look at boxing. It's a brutal sport, but, like, it's one of the highest paying. Like, any sport that shows dominance of one person over the other, or is it just the brutality of it? Then you watch all these movies where somebody's going and hacking and is cutting people off and we are there like we are relaxed, we are enjoying it. We're actually even hoping like ah when they betray the guy, ah um, this guy they betrayed him in the beginning of this movie, let him go and train and come back in the end and murder them. <laughs> like like in some messed up way, we humans just have a desire to consume carnage. I want to talk about how as Nigerians we are losing our culture with each generation. I want to talk about the fact that in our schools they don't teach us about our culture. We don't learn culture. Like you learn language and in language they, they teach you like lingo, like the uh, linguistics. But not the history, not the culture. Like some of you who will be listening to this, in fact, I would dare say all of you, majority. There are things about your village that you don't know. There are stories. You don't even know like the legendary stories like of people from your village. Uh, if there was a great hunter at one point, or one guy will save everybody for the village, you understand? Or like one uh, legend or something like that. Like you don't know, you don't have any story. Like all those things are lost. 
You understand? Even your your own native food is struggling to survive in your generation. Like even the soups from your town, some of them they are struggling in your hand right now. Next two generations, you will see now that pizza and chicken as in a chips. You understand? Some people now know when they swallow again. You understand? Like recipes are getting lost. Food that is unique to your village. If you ask everybody to make a mention soup, now everybody they say gusi. Now we get them. This one, now we get them. Yoruba man go say enge gusi. Like the Igbo guys, the Yoruba, the Hausa guys, like Delta guys, everybody will claim, but we prepare it in so 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 way. Like it's that uniqueness. It's gone. And what do we learn in our schools? Uh, even in our society, like when you want to talk about like mythical creatures and all of that, like you talk about zoos, you talk about Aphrodite, you talk about all these other gods. But in your own, like, like uh, where you come from, you have your own gods. You understand that? Like used in folklore. And I think one of the things is we associate our own folklore with Juju. You understand? So whenever like they want to mention any gods in Nigeria, like it's evil. It's jazz. You are drinking blood. You are eating flesh. But when the Greek talk about their own gods, like they talk about heroes, warriors, person where they fight with the helmets, with the turn them invisible and knife and all of that. But we we just I don't know if it's whatever, but we we just associate that like all of us with evil. So we don't want to even learn our culture. We don't want to know about like heroes from our town or anything like. Just want to let all of that go. I don't even have any stories to tell my kids about where I'm from by anybody because I didn't get any stories. I know about inventions. We, we invented electricity, we invented light, but we do the like telephone diagram and all of that. I don't know about like things Nigerian people did then, breakthroughs and all of that. We only have one history. That we passed down the independence to our past presidents and how they served on our colonial masters. Well, what else do we have as our history? Uh, when I was in primary school, and that was in early 90s, uh, there was this book that we read and. Uh, uh, it had stories in it. It had stories of Nigerian warriors. There was one guy from Sokoto. There was the one I remember, Usman Danfodio. And there was a story of this guy on horses and the conquered wars and all of that. Now the stories that we are in schools now is edits. <laughs> no, edits was even from a time when they were good books, like edits, Simbi, and Ralia. You understand? Like edits was even from a time when they were good books to read. But books of now, like, make no sense. No history. I want to talk about how. I was scared of lightning. I mean, I'm, I'm a grown ass man, but I've always been scared of lightning. 
be in my bed and whenever like the thing flashed and I knew that oh boy the thunder will really come next. Crack to go 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 bow. It was the ninth I was in bed and it just happened and I was shouting Jesus. Jesus. And the simple reason why I developed this phobia is I've been scared of the rapture. I've been carrying that fear. And whenever like the thing just flashes, I feel like rapture is about to take place. Cause that's how I see rapture. Like, it'll just be like a big flash. Boom! And people just like disappear. Like right after that. So I internalized it and like I've been scared of lightning since God knows when. And see recently when I became more sure of myself, my standard. I'm not I'm not like boasting or anything, but I just I walk by faith. One uh, thing that I have, I was taught, and I, I learned it, I practiced it, and I definitely will not teach it to my own kids. Is don't do eye service. I grew up being taught that eye service is bad, and when you're doing everything like just hustle in secret, and I carried that lesson for a long time, you know, and I. I'm not like going to brag or anything, but like I do like really great things in the background. Like I'm the type of guy like if you ask me to do something, I would get it done. And I like I experienced that at home. Like whenever they wanted to send someone on an errand and it was important, like I'm the among my brothers because I have three brothers, I'm the one they would always send. Because you know if you asked me to get a particular type of bread, I would go the extra length. I would go first street second street third street like somebody else might just go check they don't get the bread and they will come back and say that one is not there which one should we buy or they will just take the initiative and buy the alternative but i would walk as far as i can to make sure that i get that bread to make sure i get that drug to make sure i get whatever it is that the person sent me like i'm reliable like that and uh taking that like into the office setting like when you're that great like when you're the kind of guy who does something i'm not saying like you need to start uh showing off or anything but for people to appreciate who you are they they need to know what you do like they need to know your value you shouldn't be the guy who is providing value in secret you should be the guy that everybody sees as reliable, like that strong guy, like that guy ah, is here, like his presence is a guarantee, like let your presence carry weight. You know, when like people are saying, like, oh, they need someone to get something done, I know you can handle it. Don't say, ah, I'll see what I can do. Tell them, don't worry, everything is going to be fine. I have this. You understand? Like, give people your word and assurance. Like, let people, just by having your presence, they just let them be calm. Like if you're a tech person and someone says, oh, I have a business, I've been struggling, just tell them, you know what, relax. You've called me and I'm going to take care of you. Like I'm going to uh, 
like whatever like this business needs right now rest assured like i have the solution like if you're the tech guy and someone's system is complaining or something don't say ah let me get there let's not be a problem that is bigger than i am and then when you not get there you know like ah, let me just check and you just like ah, i fixed it then you want to start collecting the praise no ahead of time like when you especially when you know something you're capable of it's not like being braggadocious it's not like being pompous or pride like it's Declaring your value, your strength. People need to see you as like for who you are. Like don't don't hide your worth. Like don't 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 suppress it. Don't bury it. Like don't try to be modest. You understand? And especially uh, if you're a guy in a company and you do a lot of things in secret. Like I, I don't know things you do after work when everybody has gone or like something on the computer that nobody bothers to do. But you're always doing this thing like. Let's not be when you've gone, they don't know your value. Like, don't, don't be like those people they celebrate when they are dead. Like, when you are dead, declare your value. Eye services is good when done right. Like, when you are doing like some really nice things, let people see you do them. I'm not saying going out of here to make sure they see you, but if you're doing something great, you understand? If there's opportunity from being noticed, then try to get yourself noticed. You understand? Get yourself out there. One thing that we can start to do right now, uh, uh, one positive uh, thing we can do now, and that's a result of like Westernization, is family trees and then uh, photographs of uh, our family tree. Now, if you check in most homes, you only have pictures of. Uh, Right now, today, you have pictures of you, your dad, and your grandparents. It doesn't go beyond that. It does not go beyond that. And uh, photography was a thing that was brought to Nigeria. Uh, I'm not sure prior to uh, 1950, they were nigerians who want like a photograph probably a few wealthy ones interesting and because of that we don't have like this family like genealogy like this where you, where you can just basically say okay this was my dad's father's father and this were the men before him and like that would be nice you know like having this album with generations of your family after generations and you can just go back four or five generations and see if there was anyone you are like taking your looks from you understand all your if your name is a name that is being passed down like that would be cool and that's something right now we have the technology to do so uh, uh have like this album where you would put pictures young pictures old pictures portraits and all of that of your grandfather and uh, if you don't have if you don't have those now start with your dad like asking for pictures of his youth and all of that like let him tell you stories you understand share those experiences with you like what they did and all of that and 
and then create like this album with those stories and then I put it there and then do that for yourself uh, let it be meaningful not just like a collection of uh, pictures but try to make like a meaningful generational album and that's something I'm gonna hand over to your kid it, it will probably be digital by then but let it be something you hand over to your kid and say this is your family this is where you come from and uh, fill this up and pass it on to your kids also that, that would be that would be a neat idea yeah Nigerians, uh, as much as you like hearing about dollar, when you read in the papers, they say oh, more $20,000, $2,000, you understand, $2 million, $100 million, or more for your money, you just be like, man, see money. <laughs> but you don't understand it. You don't really get the value. You just feel like it's a lot, but you don't get the value. But when somebody tells you, uh, 20 millionaire was found so 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 place immediately you know how many years of rent that money is <laughs> you know the toyota corolla and uh, the, the land that you can buy so 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 place like immediately you know how you can take that money for a shopping spree and all the things that you can begin to afford immediately you won't buy this phone you won't buy as you know the value immediately like you can just relate with the currency immediately there's another angle and that angle is when you talk about money that is so much that it feels like it is nothing to you just a column like saying nothing efcc found 200 million dollars in an apartment we just read them like saying a number Actually, it wasn't 200 million, it was around 30 or 40 something, but million dollars. It didn't even cover that one, too. We just read and pass. You understand? It doesn't even move you anymore. So, 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 person stole 983 billion naira. We just read them as a number 983 billion. You will call it casually because you can't even relate. You don't even know the magnitude of 983 billion naira. See one person, 983 billion. Where do you want to put that kind of If they give you that kind of money now, it will be a problem to you. That kind of money will be a problem. You will be crying for help. If they give you 983 billion, nah, 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 you will cry. By the time you carry that money, money don't full house, full everywhere, full compound. When you want to put them, take You put money inside a cart, a cart won't break. Like, and that's money that you can't record. So you can't even put that kind of money in your account. Where do you even put it? That's why they start digging. You carry car drive it into the middle of the bush, pack it there, go to your house and sleep and forget about that one in the bush. Yeah, if you get 40 million inside bush, you think you will not be in one place like peeping and watching the bush. <laughs> you think you will go home and forget about that money, money will be there. Three weeks, months, 
40 million inside jeep in the bush you just forget about it nobody is even watching it ah who they come nobody they pass here and you bury it <laughs> see yeah, the kind of thing that you would think like nobody will pass here you bury it in the ground like maybe you see like a, a shell you know that's really fine you understand? You see something that you don't want to take home. You understand? You bury in the ground, then you go home. You understand? If rat drop out with something, you don't go to pinch you like that. You understand? But something that has value to you, that you know that animal must not eat, e.g., your fish, you will not keep fish outside and go inside and sleep. You understand? It has gotten to the point where you have so much fish, you don't even care anymore. That's exactly what that is. If there's one thing that I have learned is that there's always an element of truth in anything here, even a rumor. Yes, that there's certain aspects of that rumor that when you dive into you would begin to see, okay, this part of it is true and this is the part that was exaggerated. Now, uh, reincarnation. And this is the belief that our soul is an energy and energy never gets destroyed but you transform to one form to another from one form to another and so when a person dies they really don't die but they come back again as new life uh, some even go as far as thinking you could come back again as a, an animal <laughs> yes that but but uh is it is it like so crazy to think about reincarnation about it like actually being possible like is there an element of truth in reincarnation and uh, when uh, like I, I don't know is it possible that we actually don't die completely like you know there's this thought that just came up in my head and that's when you die and you're in your celestial form you can just look at your body and just decide that man guy you know live this life well like at the end of everything you have like full cognizance of your being and everything and you kind of just sit back and look at your life in the mirror and you're just like ah man guy i don't leave this one well let me go back again but this time send me back as a as a slim guy let me start as a slim guy you understand and uh let me have like uh, a broad shoulder so let me have beards in this life or let me not have beards in this life or let me be tall like ah oh my, this last life like these girls no like short guys oh, but let me be tall in this next one and that one maybe you are tall and you come up and be like oh my, height is overrated let me be this because not just now but at some point i kind of just like when you when you begin to appreciate your body and you look in the mirror and you're like oh i love this i love my face i love my nose you would almost feel like you picked it yourself like this is what you would have chosen if it was given to you and you leave them when you look at your body and you feel like ah no 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 i wish this was like this instead is it because you were comparing it to somebody else or you've seen something else that you want and you're like wishing yours was exactly like that is that because I actually believe like okay not believe but I've actually had this thought that it's possible that I picked my body and for that to actually be possible it means like I I like have that that experience like before creation to say okay this is how I lived before let me let me go like this instead like 
because there are some things that happen like there are some things that you go through and you would almost certainly swear that you you've done this before there are some conversations i'll have or some situations and i'll just be like nah i have done this exact same thing before this exact same scenario it's like i lived this like i lived it and something happened and we went back in time and i'm living it again like maybe somebody did like one time travel or one time loop or something and you know that this exam this exact same situation like it has happened to me before like i've experienced this before it's so strong so it's either you've lived this life before or like maybe somebody just like i don't know or i was thinking maybe god would rewind time and uh, the after effects is deja vu where we start feeling like oh this thing has happened before okay so i want to narrate a like a story and i like you guys should follow along so you're playing a game of what it's a nigerian card game and where you have pick two pick three general market hold on and, and all of that i realize i pronounced three funny right yeah i didn't know till i had my own recordings but so anyway so you have like pick two pick three you have a general market hold on and uh, all of that you have what where you, you just basically put it down and say give me whatever star circle and all the cards have numbers corresponding numbers anyway so now this is how you are playing you have four players there's you in the middle there's somebody opposite you on the table and then there are two players to your left and right so you, you are sitting on like a square and there are four corners and you're one of those corners just north south east west four players and then this is how you all play you deal each person like seven cards then you put the last one up and everybody starts like playing then the first person to empty the number of cards in their hand is the winner right that person automatically qualifies so it's remaining three people so but once one person like is emerges as the winner all his cards he has played all his cards on the table like uh uh warning you understand last card uh-huh. check up you understand once you've done that all the other uh players have to put down their cards and then you count and the person with the highest number of cards has jad like <laughs> is out of the game okay so there's a strategy that you can use it's not like it don't always aim to be the winner and that's that that's this one and so you're playing this game the four of you playing and then you are looking at the guy to your left and he has like three cards left to him the guy opposite to you has five cards you have four cards and the guy to your right has like seven cards so you know that almost this guy's hand is heavy you understand so you are not like trying to be the champion because in the 
it's easier for you to just let the guy to your left win they get so whenever like you have like pick twos and all these things that you or hold on so especially all the things that will affect the guy to your left you don't play it like you may even have like there may be a triangle card on the table and you have like triangle with you but all your triangle cards are punishment cards like pick two pick three suspension and so you go to market instead because you don't want to punish the guy to the left and then the guy does semi last card or like last card depending on how you guys do it or warning that when you still have like two cards the last card went to your last card and then he would probably drop a word and say give me circle so you know that the last card he has is definitely circle you understand and the cycle goes round and it comes to you the cycle goes round and it comes to you and it's your turn and you have words with you and you know that you can ask for square because this guy has asked for circle so his last card is circle you know you can't see his card but you know he has circle but the guy to your right now has like eight cards and you have like four cards now so you're like eh, let me not ask instead uh, i would even play the word to reduce the number of cards with me <laughs> like there's already circle on on the cards there but you play what and still ask for circle again because you just want to get rid of that what that heavy card so the last guy can check up and then when everybody puts their cards down the guy with eight will be looking at you like why why you let them check see you get picked to be why you not give up <laughs>